I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. The Chris Ann Hall Show. Any vomit that crosses that lady's path has met its match. Come on! Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E. H-A-L-L dot com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Well, welcome to the Chris Ann Hall radio show and television show today. I am uh, honored and, and so happy to have my dear friend as a guest today. This is something brand new for me, so you guys are going to have to give me a little bit of, of grace here because this is my first time ever doing a call-in radio interview. I was brave enough to do it because I have Robin with me, and he's encouraging me along, and uh, we are, we're going to see how this works. But Robin Kerner is a newly naturalized citizen of the United States. I'm so proud of him. Yay, Robin. And he is a dear friend of mine. Robin Kerner is the founder of Blue Republicans, and he has his own radio show. We'll be talking about that and a brand new book. We, and we're going to talk about liberty today because that's what we're all about. Robin is a big-time liberty fighter, and we... we we sit down and we have these really, really geeky conversations with each other about liberty and about history. He's a big history buff, too. And, and being that he, he used to be a British citizen, we have British history and our knowledge of British history in common. Welcome to the show, Robin. It's great to be with you again, Chris Ann. I've missed you. How are you? <laughs> I am fine, and it is so awesome. Not only, see, I'm just so tickled by myself here. I'm I'm sitting in a hotel room doing the show, as you know, I always do, and I have Robin, and I'm just tickled because as Robin is speaking, his voice is registering on my equipment. I'm like, woohoo! I'm actually doing this. <laughs> Don't jinx it, Chris Ann. Don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, what we're going to be doing here is is just talking about you and what you're doing and, and how you're fighting for liberty. So tell me, Robin, tell us, my people, all about you. Tell us first, how, do you get, tell, how did you get started with this whole liberty thing? Tell your people all about me. My hey. people all you've about got, you. You've got a lot of people, Chris Ann, and I love your people. <laughs> Because they love what you love, which is liberty, which is also what I love, um, and all the other good stuff. And the Constitution that I have up on my wall here, I'm actually speaking to you from under the Constitution, both metaphorically and, well, I want to say and literally, but I guess these days that's arguable, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, oh, God, what started it? I started kind of in about 2010. Uh, so about six years. So I'm relatively new to the whole liberty thing, really. Oh, that's um, when I, I mean, started too, Robin, was 2010. So, so look at us, us newbies making newbies. waves. Newbies. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And it was um, the thing that kind of launched me, if you like, if that's the appropriate phrase, was um, I was given an opportunity to write on the Huffington Post, 
which as I'm sure most of your listeners know, is kind of a, you know, online media rag for the lefties, right? And, um, and at that time, I, w- I was kind of new to Liberty and never having been interested in politics, I had been one of those, what I now call liberal by default, you know, or progressive by default, which means to me, uh, don't much care about politics. Government is a given. Law is a given. So obviously the best kind of policies are the ones that more directly manifest my good intentions, right? And that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of it. That was, but, but, you know, because I went to university and I was educated and I was a decent middle-class kind of boy. And that's kind of how a lot of decent middle-class boys who don't know any better end up. Um, and then by, by stumbling originally over, um, uh, a video by Peter Schiff, the Austrian economist. I stumbled into Austrian economics and libertarianism and then thence the American constitution. And it all just made so much sense to me. And so I was given this um, platform on the Huffington Post and I thought, you know what? I still can speak that language of progressives. I'm going to put an argument for liberty and for who for me was the best um, libertarian candidate back in 2011, Ron Paul. I'm going to make the kind of the the case in progressive language for all of these Obama supporting Democrats to change parties and join the Republican Party to support Ron Paul, to try and get him on the Republican ticket. Um, and I appealed to the, quote, liberal principles of, you know, civil rights, of um, not of being against uh, unnecessary war, unjust war, um, being against cronyism. And I said, look, your man happens to be an old white conservative Republican this time. Um, and, you know, now you've seen three years of Obama, how did that work out kind of thing? And um, anyway, so I wrote this article and I coined the term blue Republican to refer to those people who didn't want to be of the party, the Republican Party, because maybe they hate the Republican Party because they're Democratic uh, Huffington Post readers, Um, but they need to be in it to support this guy, Ron Paul, and all their liberal principles. This was the case I made. And it turned out within no time at all, the article went viral and I had inadvertently created the largest coalition for Ron Paul that he had right up to the the, uh, the convention, the Republican convention in 2012. So then people wanted to start hearing from me. Like, how do you do that? Um, tell us more. Did like loads of media interviews. I think I did 60 or 70 that year. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, and so it kind of went from there. So that's how it all started. That's how it all started for me. Did you do in TV interviews or just radio interviews? I, or? Um, it was mostly radio, of course, mm-hmm. but it was, I did, you know, the best, uh, the biggest one I did TV wise, certainly the most mainstream one was probably... Um, Freedom Watch with Judge Napolitano. On oh, Fox nice. Business. Yeah, yeah, that I've, was... I've never been invited on Fox. <laughs> well, that was, you know, that was Fox Business. And then, of course, they ditched the show, right? Oh, no, that's right. I lied to you. I was on Neil Cavuto. Oh, there you go. I was on okay. Neil Cavuto for about, uh, oh, I don't know, less than five minutes uh, when I got fired for teaching the Constitution. Neil Cavuto yes. had me on his show for, you know, my, my 15 seconds of Fox fame. And since right. I've been teaching the Constitution, I've never been invited on Fox. <laughs> I hope the times are changing. You know, there's something in the air here. And yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. That's... At some point, we become a significant market, which is all they care about, right? I think. Yeah, um, I don't I, think I don't think Fox is ever going to let me on. I pick on Megyn Kelly way too much. <laughs> well, conflict sells, though, right? Conflict, right, right. Com- um, yeah. So, but that was yeah. So that was Fox, and and recently it's been RT. I've been doing quite a bit of RT. Oh, I've um, I've done them before. I've done RT. Oh, no. 
I was even yeah. invited to go on CNN, but I had to tell them I didn't have time to do it. <laughs> oh, good for you. It's nice when you can be turning down CNN. I'm, I know, not, right? I'm not in that high position yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when not you're teaching as you. as, teaching and traveling as much as I do, I, you know, the, the people are more important to me than CNN. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but you have another website that you do, Robin. That I that that you downplay. You don't even talk about it, and it's in in and it's a very important website to me. Tell me about it. Oh, do you mean you mean watching America? Yes. Right? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Before I do, I'm going to actually plug my newest site, which is simply robinkerner.com. Okay. Because that's it. where I'm doing most of my current work, which maybe we can get to later. But watching America. Thank you for th watchingamerica.com. Thanks for mentioning that, Chrisanne. Is um. I actually set it up like more than a decade ago, before I had any interest in politics, actually. And what we do is translate and aggregate foreign opinion, editorials, commentary, so stuff written all over the world, but about the United States. And we translate it into English so that Americans can actually see how they are perceived abroad and the impact they are having abroad. So you don't have to take everything filtered through, you know, the rather derelict American media, whether you're on the left and watching MSNBC or on the right and watching, watching Fox. You can actually, you know, go to those people affected by American policy and see what they have to say about it. Yeah, see, I am always telling people that if you want to know the truth about the news, the best thing to do is to to not use the media as the be-all, end-all, but as the beginning of your source. And so you find something that interests you in American news, and then you search it out in, in foreign media. That way you get the full picture because, you know, no matter where you go, there's going to be a spin on something. And so you see the spin this way, you see the, see the spin that way, and what you find is what's in the center that's not spinning, and that's your, your kernel of truth. And uh, quite often I, I find that the, the foreign media has larger kernels of truth than the American media, especially about America. So it's not a matter of eliminating spin altogether. It is a matter of making sure that you are discerning the truth and determining where the truth may be. And, and that takes a little work these days with the media. You know, um, I'm very glad you said all of that, because not only do I agree with you utterly, uh, this theme really is the entire first chapter of my new book. Well, tell us about Wait. your book, Robin. First, Robin has a brand new book uh, called If You Can Keep It. And I want you to go ahead and tell us about that book. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but we're coming up on the, the end of this section here in about two minutes. So let's go out of this section talking about your new book. All right. Well, thanks, Chrisanne. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's If You Can Keep It. And I should say that there were two books with the exact same title that were published in the exact same month, which is astonishing, but actually happened. Um, so the subhead for my book is, if you can keep it, why we nearly lost it and how we get it back. And it really uh, addresses directly the fact that, um, well, I know a, a quote that you often uh, say, Chrisanne, is the Jefferson quote um, about how the, you know, the final protection of freedom is informing the discretion of the people, right? Mm -hmm. I think I've heard you say that mm -hmm. before. And so this book really asks and tries to answer the question, why is it that we, the people, have been so bad? Um, at keeping these freedoms. If, if liberty is so great, 
and it's ours. Why would we just stand by whilst it's taken from us? And to really understand that, you need to know how we get our information, how we process it. Um, you, know, you need to really be doing some psychology. You need to understand the relationship between culture and politics. Because if you don't know why it is that we have stood by as we have lost it, our constitutional republic, if you don't know why that's happened, then you can't really reverse it. You can talk about it, you can bang on about it and get upset about it, but you need to know that part of human nature that explains it, because only then can you start to repair the problem. All right, we'll hold on right there, Robin. We are going to uh, break out of this section and come back with Robin Kerner after the break. We're very excited about having Robin talking about his book and bringing forward just a brand new perspective to this radio audience about uh, liberty and the protection of it. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Remember, today we have a special guest. My dear friend Robin Kerner is with us today, and we have lots and lots to talk about with Robin. And we, we left off this section talking about Robin's book. And what segued us into Robin's book was, was my sort of uh, understanding that in order to get a full balance of the truth, remember the truth is not fair and balanced, but you need to get a full picture of the truth from different media sources. And I find that a lot of times international news gives us a better account of what is going on in America. And Robin has his website that does that, Watching America. Was that .com or .org, Robin? .com, yeah. So WatchingAmerica.com and his brand new book, uh, If You Can Keep It. And he's telling us how If You Can Keep It actually teaches us how to survey the media and understand the psychology of the media so that we can get better information. Did I say that right? You did. And also not just the psychology of the media, but our psychology, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is about really getting to grips with the fact that, um, well, there's two important things to say about this really important concept of the paradigm, right? And, you know, the paradigm is your paradigm is the set of concepts through which you don't only interpret the world, but you actually perceive it. Right. And to, to your earlier point, Chris Ann, media coverage tends much less to tell us about what's going on in the world than it does reflect the prevailing paradigm in which it exists. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, American media mostly reflect what Americans already believe about the world and really tell you very little <laughs> about the meaning of events. And then you can kind of, 
you know, get a bit more specific. Uh, MSNBC will give you that and also a progressive slant, right? And right. so on and so forth, right? Um, so there's there's that that you have to be aware of and know how to deal with. But then there's the fact that that, that fault, it's not just the fault of the media. It arises in the media because the media really comprises people too. Um, and we're all doing it, right? So we have to kind of get out of our own way. Um, so I actually, in this book, I look at the paradigms that America Americans have about America. So filters, if you like, for viewing the world, beliefs they already hold that are wrong and stop them actually seeing this takedown of liberty that has been <laughs> proceeding both in the personal realm and in the economic realm. And so, um, you know, I, I kind of I even get into like the neurology and, as we say, the psychology of it. And then I move it towards uh, politics and I say, OK. Specifically in America, um, how is it that we believe we're the land of opportunity when our economic rights are so corrupted? Let's actually look at that gap between belief and what's so. And then similarly with civil rights, right? And um, and I should also say that the um, uh, I need to thank you uh, before I forget, Chrisanne, for your contribution <laughs> to this book, because obviously you and I um, share a deep belief in. Uh, not just the Constitution per se, but in the ideas that went into the Constitution and indeed the historical process that gave rise to it. Um, and in the spirit of that Constitution, you and I some time ago, and it was, of course, to mark the 800th anniversary of Magna Carta, right. wrote, rewrote the Magna Carta for our time. And, our, and, and my book includes that work if you like, as a, um, as a kind of, what's the word, uh, reparative approach, right? Um, a medicine, uh, a medicine for what ails us, which is this gap between what we think is, is, um, true about our country and what actually is true. You know, what was fun, Robin, about creating that magna, that new Magna Carta was the whole process of it because <laughs> people, people, when, pe when we get together, we're, you and I, we're, we're constantly agreeing and just simply resonating off of each other. But we had some moments when we were creating that Magna Carta that, that uh, we weren't really in agreement on everything. <laughs> Is that so, what did we disagree about? I mean, I know we were very happy with the final document. I think if we if we had any disagreements, it was I think it was more about um, you and I both being concerned that we were finding common ground that folks all over the political spectrums and your audiences and my audiences would all sign up to. I think, right? Yeah, that, that was yeah, that was it. And I think that there was that was it. it was uh, we we it was mostly in we must word it this way, and it must be we can't right. say those things. But we're going to cut to a break here, real quick, Robin, and we will be back shortly after this break with more from Robin Kerner. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. This is Chris Ann Hall. Remember, we're at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. You can find us six days a week, broadcast globally, Monday through Friday, on my website, through iTunes, through Apple, uh, iTunes, through TuneIn.com, through Google Media Play. You can find us on uh, my website, through the mobile app, And on Sundays, you can find us at Genesis Communications Network, GCNlive.com. And we'd love to have you watching the television show on the Christian Television Network. And you can find out how to watch this television show and all of our past television shows by going to the website, chrisannhall.com, and clicking on the uh, Chris Ann Hall television show link. We will teach you how to do that. And today our guest is Robin Kerner. And Robin is telling us about his book. Robin, before we get into your book, tell us how do we find your book? The best way for your listeners is to go to ifyoucankeepit.us. If you can keep it.us. And if you order it there, I will send your listeners or your viewers a personally signed copy. It's also on Amazon, but if you can keep it.us is, uh, is the best deal. Wow, a personally signed copy. Woohoo. Yep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're making me absolutely. look bad, Robin, because I don't even do that. <laughs> oh, I, do you know? I think you, because you're, you're shifting a lot of your books at your events, and I bet you sign quite a few. Oh yeah, I sign them in, when we're in person. Yeah, but I don't. I don't ship out the signed ones uh, over the internet unless somebody well, asks see, for them. And most of our sales over the internet take place on Amazon now. We don't actually ship any of those from the okay. uh, from the house because we are never home. So yes, it's indeed. very hard to do that. Yes, you see, I, I only have the luxury of doing this because compared to you, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not lazy. I'm just an overachiever. <laughs> Well, keep overachieving because God knows we need it, literally. My husband says I'm manic. (laughs) Well, you're making it work for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I just, it's just who I am, Robin. I've never been somebody who has sit still well. It's funny because my, um, in our house, we have a big open living room and the kitchen is all one room and we built it that way so we could all watch TV while mom worked around the house because I don't even <laughs> sit down and watch TV. The funny thing is, is we don't even have a TV in that room anymore. So it just doesn't function the way it's supposed to. But nonetheless, we digress outside of our Liberty perspective here. So tell us, uh, what is, what is probably the most important thing that you want to accomplish in the hearts and the minds and the souls of the readers of your book with your book? Okay. So that's a great way to ask a good question because one of the reasons I want to talk to you and through you to the people who follow you is that what you do, Chrisanne, that I love so much that is so important is you give people the ammo. You teach them the history. You teach them the understanding of liberty, the nature of liberty through the origins of liberty. What I So you give them the ammo. What I want to do is give them the delivery mechanism for the ammo. Right, because so you're you making know, the gun, and I'm 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 building the ammo. You're making the gun. You're going to show them how to pull the trigger. <laughs> absolutely, and I want you. I want to show people how to pull the trigger, how to fire it, so that it actually hits. Right, so you get a kill. Right. Um. So I'm, I'm really teaching through this book. Uh. Not only 
I mean, we already talked a little bit about psychology, but um, we, we were focusing on the idea of the paradigm. But I'm also actually teaching sales and marketing for these ideas. So if somebody comes to your class and they get it and they love it and now they want to save their country, what do they say to the next liberal they meet? Like, what do they actually say that's going to make any difference at all? Because most people, they go out trying to win an argument. Um, and in so doing, they don't win a supporter. You know, they're not going to actually save liberty. They might feel better for a minute or two. But they're not <laughs> going to, like, advance liberty in our nation, right? So um, to be able to do that, you need to understand how to sell and market ideas. And I mean, you know, you can do it face-to-face -face at the doorstep with your friends, people you don't know, but also to understand this kind of more complex relationship between culture and politics, right? Because sometimes the way in to politics is through culture. Maybe your common ground with someone who maybe you disagree with politically is cultural. Maybe you have some cultural, experiential common ground. So how do you actually use that, right? How do you look at somebody or hear somebody's story and work out what their vulnerability is to being sold liberty and the glories of our constitution, right? I That's what I mean by weaponizing what you're teaching. You know, Robin, I think this is very important in light of the lesson that I taught yesterday on the radio show and uh, how we have lost a whole generation of people through indoctrinational progressive liberal teaching. And uh, when you look at the demographic map of the voters between the ages of 1825 and this last presidential election, Dennis Prager actually printed a map or, or did the research and created the map that the age group from 18 to 25, if they were the only ones voting for president, then the Democrats would have had over 500 electors and the Republicans would have had 23 this is why my book is so important. <laughs> yes, because you see, we are not going to fix anything that's wrong with America until we can fix the ideology of the generation that we've lost. And your book will give us the, the tools that we need to reach these people who are, are, and I hate to say it this way, but intellectually challenged as far as who we are as a constitutional republic. Am, am I right about that? You know, yes. And I would also, though, I mean, lest anybody think that that we're putting anyone down, I would like to say that one of the reasons I, I kind of became so passionate when I first discovered, let's call it the Liberty Canon, was that I went to one of the very best universities in the world. And I studied physics, but I shared for one year, I shared my, my room or my rooms um, with, with a, a very close friend of mine who was a, a political science major. And in a year of sharing a room with this guy, I'd never heard of any of the thinkers or politicians in the classical liberal, the Anglo-Liberty tradition. I just, I never heard these names. And so there I was in my, I don't know, you know, mid thirties, um, discovering, uh, these thinkers, these writers, this history. And I was just appalled that I could have gone through maybe the, you know, a, a classical, very high level education in England, where a lot of the liberty comes from, if you know what I mean, it's what you teach. And I didn't know any of it. That's a damn shame. Now, 
But for most of my years, most of my life, the overwhelming majority of it so far, I was completely ignorant too. It's okay for people to be ignorant because nobody knows what they've not been exposed to. And and maybe all your listeners, you know, they if listeners have been through your course, now they know they know a lot of stuff about liberty, about the founding principles of their country. But there was a time when they didn't. And it's good to have that, to take that humility into battle. Well, you right? know, Robin, I am myself a recovering liberal, and that's Thank why I, I do have this perspective, and I say when I say intellectually challenged, I'm I'm that's not a a, a a comment to degrade anybody. That is just a factual statement because what we're teaching in our schools is not creating educated people, and so we are still fundamentally ignorant. Yet we're very intelligent, very smart. We just lack the proper information that we need. Yes, that's right. And that's why what you do is so critical. And, you know, I, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to compare myself to you too much because I don't deserve to, but I I see what you do. I I see, well, I see what you do and I know what you're doing with Liberty University. So I love kind of where you're going. Um, and I really see if people would be taking on board what you're teaching and then hopefully maybe what I'm teaching, there's a kind of a one, two punch here and hopefully, you know, between us and between people like us, um, we can, you know, we, we can deliver a knockout blow against tyranny. I mean, it's a long game. Um, it's a long game that has many factors that affect it. And I go into those factors, of course, in the book too. And they, as I say, they relate to this relationship between culture and politics. But, um, you know, we are becoming more ready in some ways for what the likes of you and I care about, Chris. I mean, look now, I mean, the Trump phenomenon is so much a, a reaction um, and it may not be a very well-informed reaction with respect to the principles that we teach, but it's nevertheless a reaction against a deep leftist cultural authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. And people said, we ain't do it. That, you know, like all the folks in the university, since we're talking about education, are having their trigger warnings and safe spaces. But the rest of the country, thank God, go, this is insane. I mean, not the entire rest <laughs> of the country, but enough to say, we've got to draw a line somewhere. There's something not right here. And and so there is a chink in the armor of this kind of um, illiberal, illiberal liberalism. Does that make sense? And, Absolutely, and because we know we know liberalism means uh, liberty, and liberal in the classical sense uh, means exactly. that that liberty is an inherent possession of men. It is the gift of God, and and now the modern day liberals actually are anti-liberal. And that's what's becoming increasingly evident, you know. So, yeah, maybe not only can we take uh, our liberty back, maybe we can even take the word liberal back one day. I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, but it'd be nice. (laughs) Well, anything is possible through education. That's why uh, our motto for the Liberty First University is educate to liberate and uh, that we're putting that in Latin, Robin. How cool is that? So we're going to have this whole Liberty First University crest, and across the top it's going to say Liber- educate to liberate and liberty, uh, liberty uh, principle and truth are the bottom, <laughs> the, the three what, tenets. Let me, let, I like that motto. And let me just say that the word educate comes from the Latin educare, which means to lead out of. So you are leading out of what is inherently human, what is inherently ours, which is our liberty. 
Woohoo! That is so awesome. Well, we're going to head into the break again here, Robin, and we'll come back on the other side with our last segment. This is our segment, Robin, where we say goodbye to our television people. They don't get to see the last segment of the show. And so we'll remind them to go to uh, robinkerner.com. Com. Com. Robinkerner.com. And the book website is ifyoucankeepit.us. And so we will love for our television people to come and to both of those sites and see Robin and see and learn more about how they can take back the liberty that belongs to the people and bring those back from the the lost world of liberalism into the fold of liberty. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. It is so sad sometimes when we get to the end of the show and then here we are and we've got nothing left <laughs> but just a few minutes to enjoy each other's time and to to love liberty together and and on this is the end of the show with Robin Kerner we have just a few minutes left I think I think uh, four all together and so Robin I, I want to ask you a fun kind of question. Mm. Something you don't know that I'm asking you, but a fun kind of question because it's. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, Robin, what is the f- what is your favorite chapter in your book? Oh my goodness! Oh, oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. Um, <laughs> no, it, oh, you know what? Just because it's you, I'm going to say maybe the historical chapter Yay. where I kind of where I kind of look at. Um, I, I kind of draw out through a look at history. When do you actually get this snap back towards liberty in the face of tyranny in our tradition? Like those moments where liberty has has taken a step forward, um, they've usually been in reaction to a takedown of liberty, right? So what do they have in common, and are we there? And uh, and I. I systematize the answer to that question, even with diagrams, because I'm a scientist by training, so I even put my history in diagrams. Um, but uh, that's kind of, I think that's a particularly cool chapter. And, you know, one bit, that, one thing that I do love, um, and a lot of interviewers have asked me about, um, and I think it's a really important part of my book, and it is that I make, it, I make the case that liberty as a political system or approach is the politics of love. Because liberty and love both say to the other, I want for you what you want for yourself. 
or as you wish. And this idea of liberty as love, not only do I think it's true, but I think it's an, I've, well, I, I more than think, I have tested this. It's an extremely powerful way of selling the ideas of liberty to folks who may kind of resist politically. You know, that's funny because that, not funny, but interesting because that is the name of your radio show, isn't it? <laughs> Liberty with Love is indeed the name of my radio show. Yes, thank you for, for getting that in there, Chrisanne. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you broadcast your podcast? Well, not being as prolific as you, I'm only once a week. Yeah, oh. that's all I can manage. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to make sure that people know how to listen to uh, Liberty with Love. How do they find Liberty with Love? Um, you know, it streams at libertytalk.fm, libertytalk.fm. Liberty Talk FM. That sounds like a really fun radio station, Liberty Talk FM. Is that your radio station? No, it's um. there's a number of liberty-orientated uh, hosts on there. I'm just one of them. Oh, wow. I should get my show on that network. You should. They'd love you, I'm sure. <laughs> so what is on your agenda now? We have just a few minutes left. What is happening with Robin Kerner uh, after the publication of the book? Are you actually doing any teaching or anything that are, like that around the country? I know you teach yeah, sometimes around I'm the world. I'm increased. I mean, nothing like, uh, you know, the amount that you do. But I, I mean, it's certainly, you know, um, picking up for me. Uh, I was at Pullman, uh, Washington State University recently. I was in Atlanta and Denver doing Students for Liberty regional conferences recently. So I'm doing a lot more stuff like that. And, uh, and I recently was given um, membership of the faculty network of FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education. So I think that's going to open up some opportunities for me to reach more people with, with this message. How do, you, how do people find you to get you to come and speak to their groups? Go to robinkerner.com. That's R-O-B-I-N, Kerner, K-O-E-R-N-E-R.com. Just contact me through there. It's probably the easiest way. Awesome. And the book website is ifyoucankeepit.com. Dot U-S. Oh, U-S. Ifyoucankeepit.us. Right. Ifyoucankeepit.us. We will put this up on the website as well with as long as your uh, as well as your links thank you so much for joining me today robin this has been so much fun thank you for being my first interview like this i'm i am so honored you know i'm really excited because now i can always say i was your first <laughs> well hopefully <laughs> well hopefully we'll get together again soon thank we you robin yes god bless you chrisanne god bless your work thank All you right. thank you robin and thank you for joining us today. Wasn't that so much fun? So much fun learning about new liberty things. God bless and see you tomorrow.